Welcome everybody to the Human Design Podcast with your host, me, Emma Dunwoody. Right here with me on this podcast, you're going to learn everything you need to know to live your fullest potential. We're going to talk about mindset, we're going to talk about profiling, we're going to talk a lot about human behavior. We're also going to look at the beautiful tool that I use called Human Design. Most of all, we're going to talk about how you can absolutely live up to your fullest potential. If you enjoy the podcast, please give me a rating. Five stars would be nice. Share this podcast with someone that you believe would benefit from it, or even better still, write me a review. And in return, send me a DM and I'll give you a free 30-minute coaching session. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, hey, everybody. Now, welcome to today's podcast. And today I'm going to step it up a little bit with the human design and give you some really fantastic information for you so that you can start to put together the pieces that are your human design. Now, I want to start with just having a little bit of a a chat about why and how we succeed. You know, we live in a world where we discuss success and abundance and um, mastery a lot. We talk about excellence and uh, manifesting goals and achieving great things and changing the world. And what I really want you guys to understand is that to do all of these things, the piece that is well, it's effectively missing in so many cases is the alignment to who we are on the inside. The old way of being, the old paradigm is that we are all the same. That if one plus two equals three, that means that we can all create success from the same strategies. We can all create happiness from the same strategies. And the truth is that is just a load of BS. And as we get closer to 2027, where the paradigm shift really happens and we become even more individualized. So we're going from groupthink to more individual. And I know this sounds counterintuitive, but in fact, it's not. Because the power of being um, in a time and moving towards a time where the individual comes first is because us loving, appreciating and accepting ourselves first actually creates an abundance of harmony, peace and love. Because the only reason why there is war, fighting, lack, scarcity, any of those things is because it's inside each and every one of us. So as we go on the journey to be who we really are on the inside, then the gap between Um, you know, success, peace, harmony, love, abundance becomes smaller and smaller and smaller because we can only experience what we are. So if we heal our lack, we can't experience lack. If we heal our self-worth, then we can't experience low self-worth. If we heal our fears of failure and success, then we we can't experience lack of success and consistent failure in inverted commas because there is no such thing as failure we know that don't we team so 
Today, I really want to introduce you to the five types in human design. And I will talk in detail more as we go over the weeks, and we are going to start to hear from my mentor very soon, someone who's been working with human design for an incredibly long time. However, today I want to start at the beginning. I want it to be really, um, hmm, what's the word, functional for you guys so that you can get a good start on who you are and how to implement your design. So number one, and we'll put this in the show notes, go to mybodygraph.com and put in your details. And that's just your birthday, your time of birth, which needs to be accurate Um, your city and country of birth. And then that's going to give you a kind of crazy looking chart, which you don't need to worry too much about. If you just get that and bring it to the podcast, sit down and listen and just have a look at what type you are, you'll already start to learn. So I trust you, you pressed pause and went and got your human design. And if you didn't, no worries, just go and do that later. And then come back again. So I'm going to start with the five types. The five types are manifestors, generators, manifesting generators, projectors, and reflectors. Now, all five of these types, it's like it's like with um, e-disc profiling, which I also do, or um, Myers Briggs, or um, any of the other behavioral or personality types, it starts right up the top with with types. So so before I jump into um, manifestors, I just want to cover off two of the other really important parts of human design at a simple uh, basic level. And that is your strategy and your authority. And different types, um, everybody has a different strategy and authority, However, I'm going to touch on those as well as I go through the types. Now, our strategy is how we interact energetically with the world. 90% of us on the planet are here to respond in some way. um, And 10% of us, manifestors, are here to initiate. So I'll talk about that as we go through. Now, the other thing is our authority. So this is our primary decision-making authority okay and i will be talking about that as well as we go through the types okay so let's start with manifestors and manifestors uh, mantra is i am therefore i do they are like the spark of a match they're the ones who they have these internal drives this internal urge to create to initiate whether that is being a trailblazer, whether that's being um, someone who forges a new way. And their strategy is to inform. So the way they do this is they, they see something that isn't working, needs shifting, needs changing, and then they go after it. They create something new. Now, the thing about manifestors is their energy comes in um, urges okay and what I mean by that is that a manifesto will have whether it's inspiration um, they will be internally driven to 
to go and create something new. Now, often what happens is these people get like obsessed with this new way and they will um, chase that little white rabbit down the bunny hole and work solidly for a fixed period of time. And then all of a sudden, like a switch, it goes off. And this is where the old way of doing things messes up the manifesto. Because our society says, well, if you start something, you must finish it. And being a manifester, that is not true at any level. Manifestors are the ones who are, as I say, the spark, the, the creator. And they will expend huge amounts of energy on getting that thing up and running. However, what will happen is that the ideal, the best way for manifestors to be in the world is then they pass it on to a generator um, or you know a team of people to bring the whole thing to life. And this is, again, it goes against our conditioning. So it's important to understand that if you are a manifester, you are very much about that, that initial spark. I actually have um, a manifester in my life who that is actually the work they do. They, they have this urge, they have this intuition in, in that, that when they work with clients that they see they can see the way this client, the best strategy for this client to experience success. And so they are really a match, a spark for their clients to get them on the road. So it's like they start it, they hand it over to the client, and then the client brings it into a fruition, which is the perfect example of how a manifester works to their best alignment. What else do you need to know about manifestors? Well, often... They are the the ones that really thrive doing it their own way, whether that's being quirky, whether that's um, being different, whether that's um, a specific way of being in the world, whatever it is, it's important that they follow their own way of being because what can happen is that with manifestors, they tend to be a force of nature. So they come in and they see this thing that needs addressing, they get on it, and all of a sudden, because of our conditioning, it's their responsibility. And the moment it falls into this place where they take responsibility for everything and everyone, they're out of their alignment. And they're going to start noticing that people get that people get affected by them. People um even can get put off, repelled, um, they can drive people away, and it's all because they're not being aligned to themselves. So the things that you wanna look out for in manifestors is people-pleasing behavior, um, apologizing for, oh, I'm sorry, I'm too loud, or I'm sorry, I'm, um, I'm sorry, I'll just let you finish, or you know, waiting for other people to, have their time when actually they've got this urge that they need to speak or they need to do something right now. Because our conventional society says that you have to give equal time to everybody, manifestors are often taught to shut themselves down. 
And this in itself is, is very, um, yeah, I'm going to use the word damaging for a manifester. So one of the, the um, metaphors that I heard probably a couple of years ago now is that because where the problem often arises with manifestors, in fact, as we know, people, everyone, um, it arises in childhood. Now, if you have a manifestor child, there's this, there, I heard this saying once, like just give them a mobile phone and let them go. Because manifestors are really, really capable. They can take on the responsibility, uh, they can work stuff out, and they can really take care of themselves. So what tends to happen when they're kids is that their parents can't parent them, they're called things like difficult, um, strong-willed, um, and, and those sort of things. They're, they're stubborn, and it can be really damaging to them because they really need to know that they are capable, that they can forge this new way, that they, are, um, they have the ability to initiate, to inform, to tell people what they're doing. And I have two manifesting generator sons and a manifesting generator, which I'll get to, is a combination of the two. And this is something that I've been really um, aware of having two kids. One of them um, specifically has a really specific way of being and it can be challenging. So we talk a lot about using his superpowers for good and not evil. Like I would never, ever use the word stubborn with him, ever, because his determination is his superpower. He's designed that way. That doesn't necessarily make parenting him easy, but what it does do is it gets, um, as, as their parent, it really gives us permission to go, you know what? it's important for us that our kids are aligned to who they are so his bigger personality and his determination is something that we want to really support him to use resourcefully okay i also really want to cover off with each type how they work best because i know a lot of you listen listeners out there are in corporate or you're entrepreneurs and i want you to understand that what human design also gives us is how we can effectively use our energy for the work that we do in the world. Manifestors, what's really important is to understand that manifestors energy is very different to, let's inverted commas, I'm doing the fingers, the rest of the world. Because what will happen is that they get this inspiration, they get this urge, they take action and they will work hard they will just love it it won't seem like work um it makes me think of steve jobs but i think steve jobs is actually a man gen um but it's that i i have to do this i have to get this done with ma uh, with, with manifestors they can't work the normal nine to five in fact not that you know not many of the types can work the normal nine to five they work, the manifestors work with their urges. So when they're driven to work, they do it. It's important that when they don't have that urge to be working, to be focused, that they don't try to force themselves. So on the downtime, what do manifestors do? Well, this is important, seriously. They need to play. 
because their energy is so intense um, and it doesn't necessarily mean they're like a huge personality it just means that it's intense so when they're not feeling that urge to um, you know get shit done to initiate this thing to get in and, and ignite something then it's time for them to go and play and it's super important that they do because what that does is it recharges that manifestor energy and puts them back out into the world to be inspired for the next um, urge. Right, so some famous uh, manifestors that I want to share with you. I've already spoken about Johnny Depp. Um, often manifestors are that old school leader. So we've got like Al Gore and George Bush. Another one that I love is Richard Burton. Um, oh, you know what? I'm actually thinking of Tim Burton, not Richard Burton. Um, and Susan Saradin. Like, if you even think about the theme of all of those people, they're very, they're very, um, what's the word? They, they have a very unique way of being in the world. Make sense? Okay, next, generators. Generators are all about feeling lit up and excited by life. Now, generators make up 70%, generators and manifesting generators together, of the population. So they are the, the majority by a, by a long way. And the thing with generators is that they have definition in their sacral. So all of you generators out there, have a consistent and reliable gut instinct okay so you can check in on your sacral at any time and it's going to give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down now there is one um, caveat to that is if you have definition in the solar plexus which means you've got emotional authority then it is a little bit different because you want to listen to that first however you all have the sacral so my generator friends what is really important about the the generator is this simplistic view of wanting to be or experiencing being excited and lit up by life the reason why is because generators are actually generating the life force for the planet so if you guys are feeling pretty shitty about yourselves then the planet and raising consciousness and raising vibration is in fact challenging because the generators are the ones that are really heavily influencing that. So if you're a generator, it's super important that you get curious about what lights you up. But here's the catch. One of the things you really don't want to be doing as a generator is trying to force what you like and what lights you up. So words like, oh, I should really enjoy this or I should be doing that are really, really not supporting you in any way. So what do you do if you're a generator and you're not feeling lit up? Well, one of the things that I love to do with my clients who are generators is just notice the little things at first that make you feel good. What is the thing that really gives you that physical excitement and you will feel lit up in your gut you will feel your sacral center lit up with excitement if you find yourself in a job or a business or something that doesn't excite you then try to break it down what is it specifically um, that 
is exciting you? Is there anything specifically that excites you? Is it hanging hanging out with people? Is it being alone? Is it the actual job that you do? Is it just the marketing that's turning you off or is it just the marketing that you that's actually lighting you up? Get clear about that because once you build your muscle of what lights you up and following that that feeling, then you're going to get to where you need to go. Now, being a manifesting generator, your authority, did I say this already? Your authority is going to predominantly be your sacral. And then the second part is your strategy, which is to respond. Now, this is where people get a little bit confused because they think, well, if I sit around waiting for things to respond to, won't I miss out? And no, you won't at all. The job of a generator is to follow their excitement, their, their, their joy. And as you follow that joy, what's going to happen is you're going to attract into you opportunities. This is really counterintuitive to everything that we've been taught growing up. Um, however, it's important for you to understand. And look, the truth is, if you just try this out for a month and it doesn't work for you and you're a generator then drop it like a hot potato, like, you know, no skin off anybody's nose. However, if you actually put this into play, so follow what lights you up, let go of any forcing, um, and the next part that's really important is not saying yes to things you really want to say no to, then you will 100% find opportunities coming up for you to respond to. Now, this part that I just want to go over again is really learning boundaries, okay? So learning to say no to the things that do not light you up because the more you clog your energy, the more you clog that aura of yours, with things that don't light you up. It's like um, being a sponge full of water. There's no more space for water to come in. So there's no more space for the real opportunities that you want to be doing to come in. Um, I remember reading or remember hearing somewhere this great analogy that you've, as a, as a generator, you want to understand that let's say you get the job or the business and you feel 70% excited about that. It's important that you are honest and you say, well, this is 70%, oh, yeah, this is 70% great, but I want 100%. So it's not to say be ungrateful for the 70% version. No, not at all. Do your gratitude. Focus on what you love about it. However, be open to receiving the 100%. Again, this goes so against our old school um, conditioning of just be grateful for what you've got. Well, 70% is close enough. The more you work on your boundaries, learn to say no to what the things you really want to say no to and are honest about how much things light you up, the more you're going to be aligned to who you are, the bigger opportunities that will come in and the more um, life force you'll be generating and you will be feeling like you have all the energy in the world. Now, one of the telltale signs with generators is tiredness. Now, we all get tired. However, for you, my generator friends, please notice what drains your energy because 
The things that light you up will give you energy. An example would be, um, you know, a generator will sit at a computer all day. And this is just an example of a generator that I know will sit at a computer all day, get to the end of the day and be exhausted. Whereas um, other days when they're talking to people, catching up with people, um, even speaking or presenting and coaching, well, they feel incredibly energized. So even though day two is from the outside, looks like it would be more energy um, exerting, it isn't. So as a generator, you want to notice what gives you energy and what diminishes your energy. And you know what I mean, guys. If you're hanging around people that really drain your energy, that shit's got to stop. Now, this is another thing that as a generator is super, super important. But specifically as a manifesting generator as well, is that you must learn to communicate what you need because again in the past we've not been told to speak up for what we need this is uh, this is where generators and manifesting generators will find a lot of their energy is depleted because they don't actually speak up and say well i need this i need this support or i need this um, energy or I'm um, sorry I need this um, experience or I need this connection or love or I need to be treated this way so it's really important for generators and manifesting generators to learn to say what they need how is that specifically different from let's say a manifester that we've already spoken about well manifestors already know what they need and they go out and get it when they're aligned it's unapologetic unapologetically themselves and they just do it it's natural it's inherent with the generators because they tend to be so heavily conditioned not to ask for what they need this is where we block our magic that's where the generators block their magic because they need to feel really lit up. How do you feel lit up? Well, you actually fulfill your needs. I trust that makes sense. So for generators, how do you work best? Well, exactly that, being lit up. As a generator, if you follow that excitement, that joy, you'll find that you have hours upon hours of energy to do work that you love. However, on your downtime, it's really important that you empty out that you allow yourself to again fulfill your needs on your downtime you really want to get to a place where you can allow yourself to fully rest to fully disconnect from whatever you're really excited and obsessed about at the time um for generators it's it's not even you don't even necessarily need much downtime when you're following that being lit up you will actually find that you're wanting to work or you're wanting to create more of of what you've found that fascination that excitement about so some famous manifestors uh, sorry some famous generators for you there's some rippers there's some rippers in all of them, but um, Oprah, oh, my favorite aligned generator. You know, like she's the perfect example of sparkly, unapologetically following her love, her passion, what lights her up, 
means that people are drawn to her like um, fireflies. So Oprah, Albert Einstein, the Dalai Lama, Bill Clinton, uh, Meryl Streep, and one of my all-time favorites, Carl Jung. So yeah, that is the generator. So the next three types, the manifesting generator, the projector and reflector, I will do in the next podcast. So thanks so much for joining me today and look out for part two. It'll only be a couple of days behind part one. Thanks again. Bye for now. Thanks everyone for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value out of it. I certainly had a lot of fun doing it. Could I please ask that you share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points, could you leave a review for me as well on Apple? It would be greatly appreciated. If at any point you would like to be on the podcast or you've got questions that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, by all means, get on my socials and DM me. Everything you need is there in the show notes. Have an awesome day. Bye for now.